It's Kiki O'Clock, bitch. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Today we're doing a little something new, kind of, kind of, kind of new. Not like new for y'all, but like new for us. We're recording outside today, yes. so that's pretty fun. We're, we've been having a fucking mosquito ordeal, just to <laughs> yeah start you off with how it's going. But it's beautiful outside. We're looking at some sunflowers, some uh, some other flowers. So it's a it's a nice little. Nice little setup for us, but it uh, is. but yeah, it is. We're covered in deet, so we will get cancer from this podcast. But that's Absolutely. how committed we are. Absolutely, <laughs> cancer for the girls and the gays and the days. Toxic, toxic chemicals for the win. <laughs> uh, no, it feels really good to be outside, though. It does. It feels really fun, actually. Like it, it's weird talking into the mic while looking at sunflowers right now, which is pretty cool, right? And so. um, just to like bring you guys in with us, is it? It's actually kind of overcast today. Um, hopefully, you guys are able to hear the nature in the background because that's why we are recording outside mm. is to kind of give a little ASMR um, <laughs> to the pod and um, also for our mental health, which is what this episode's about. Yes, perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today is about mental health, guys. Yeah, and um, you know, you guys don't know this because you. You only hear from us about once a month, but <laughs> we record these podcasts uh, very frequently and we put a lot of our heart and soul into this. And so Ellen and I have been working pretty hard. Is that yeah. rain? Yeah, it's yeah. I just I just heard it. I, I'm going to put my mic up to the tin roof. I want to see yes! if you guys can hear it. We're recording under a tin roof, guys. I think you can hear it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's I the, love the, that. How cleansing. Or tin roof or whatever the fuck it is on, on our back porch. So. Dude, I bet the rain is going to drive the mosquitoes away. away. Hopefully, yeah. Thank you, universe. We love you. <laughs> Hopefully they go back home. <gasps> Kitty. <laughs> yes. Oh, a Velma. Little Hi. Velma, which um, there's a lot of stray cats, which yes. is also very magical. Yeah. Our um, neighborhood's definitely a cat neighborhood for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Ellen's backyard is very magical. Well, her yard in general is very magical. Thank you. Lots of wildflowers. Her and her partner, Jesse, which you guys got to hear yeah, from. That's my now fiance. Um, yes. This is weird. Fiance. Do it like a fiance. <laughs> Ew, that was like really gross um, voice, but it's okay. Because uh, it was that's what came out and it was genuine. Um, I loved it. It was not gross. It was so cute. And um, yeah, it's just... It, really nice it, it turned up for you guys mother mother nature was like watch bet dude <laughs> and she like, it's gonna be good it's yeah gonna be, it's gonna be good um that's so, so yeah funny. that's that's why we're outside today there's gonna be little cats that want to join us and maybe <laughs> we'll hear some of them there's gonna be this nice like rain sound I know. behind nice us surprise. uh which is really cool there's gonna be a little bit of a breeze, I feel, which oh, is nice. It does feel nice. Oh, there's a cardinal that just flew up on the fence. There's a little mama cardinal if you turn around. Oh my around. gosh! Right there, she just flew up. Oh, it's looking so cute. Oh, she's enjoying the rain. That's beautiful because so cute. <laughs> cardinals represent like your loved ones that passed and things as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's poignant for both of us. It is. Oh, we both just lost a grandparent. If you did not know that, TMI maybe, but. It's oh. not, nah, I feel it's like it's not again, TMI. The whole pod is. The, yeah, I was like, pod. if anything, that's like the least. We talk about our pussies like a lot on here. So it's like, you can know about my dead grandfather. Like, I don't know. 
We can talk about Rip trauma. Papa, I love you. <laughs> Where I was like, R.I.P. to my grandma. I know, yeah. And my grandpa and your nanny. I know, yeah. Yeah, within the past two years, we both lost. Yeah. Both of our, our uh, ma- maternal grandparents, actually. Which yeah. Is weird. yeah. Which were the ones that we really loved. Yeah, we were really close to both of them. So. Really, really close. Um, before but you we know, start crying, right? Before <laughs> we start, this is not the grief episode. I know. Um, Death that, and dying is in a couple months, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's been actually like a very healing journey because Ellen and I have both lost our grandparents pretty much in the same way um, at the same time. Yeah. And um, it's I, I I really don't think I would have been able to like get through it as well as I have without like your support and things. Oh, I love you. Likewise. Because we're able to like yeah, you like you always would be there anyway, but like going through it it just, you know, of course adds a different layer. Yeah, and especially, you know, like again, this is not a, a mom episode, but you yeah. know, with both of our moms are having to deal with like the bulk of it and so like there's a lot of like trauma that they're dealing with. Yeah. And like sometimes like we're the only ones they can talk to and we're always going to be there for our moms because we love our moms but you know sometimes that's hard because you know we're going through our own shit and then we're having to be like mini uh, little therapists for they can't comfort you and that and i know for both of us even with like the complex relationships like yeah (laughs) they are still like a sounding board for us totally and and the person that we talk to about pretty much everything in our lives yeah so it's complex yeah i know love is complex and grief is really messy and death is sometimes a really good thing especially when you're old and have a lot of ailments but it still comes with a lot of sadness of course yeah you know especially like when you love someone right they're yeah they're connected to you yeah you selfishly want them around forever but you don't want them to be suffering in front of your eyes either you know it's a exactly weird duality but and so they agree and they send us cardinals so cute oh it flew away but i know yeah we we might see them again we We might we have a a a couple cardinals that they build uh, nests in our yard pretty regularly which they they fuck up this cactus to be honest with you but so we like we've been shooing them into this other plant and they've been liking it so there we go so we gave them a plant to fuck up (laughs) we're like look stop fucking choosing the one we like and go to this pot instead i know yeah anyways but all of that besides the point but oh what a lovely little nice yeah what a nice moment what a nice little intro before we do a trigger warning Um, cause this episode is a good episode, but it's, it, we are going to be talking about suicide, mental health issues, things like that. Um, and so I wanted just to say, if you have mental health issues, if you've gone through those experiences, if you're triggered by people discussing their past issues with that slash current issues with that, um, this probably is not the podcast. For you this week and i am actually saying that out of compassion not just like a get the fuck out like we always jokingly do um <laughs> because suicide is unfortunately something that plagues our country and world um mm. and so we hope to tell our stories that you guys get help because that's a big part of both of our stories is yeah. the help that we receive yeah um and with that being said i'm just gonna give a little shout out to the suicide and crisis lifeline which is 988 um go with your own discretion if you have your own mental health provider always go to them first but if you need somebody and it's a free resource 988 yeah um just know that if you are going um through suicidal ideation or even are attempting to do that um unfortunately with that 
um, they are legally obligated to involve police officers oh, yeah, I know. Um, or other mental health people to get you into a hospital. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I can't give that resource without also giving that disclaimer. Um, but please know that there's also a text line and uh, you can communicate. But that's why we hope that you have a stable counselor or a stable person you trust um, before getting to that point. So yeah. we hope that this episode like makes you feel vulnerable enough to to do that yeah that's always why we're doing these episodes because you know we've already individually had multiple of our friends reach out and say that like you know x y and z actually made them think about other things in their life like reevaluate their relationship or how they think about other things and so you know sometimes it's just maybe nice to if you do know us in person and you hear us talking you're like oh shit yeah like didn't think about that or oh yeah I relate, please reach out or like I, oh i relate to that yeah reach out and also like you know we're just two goofballs going through it like you know we're 100 we're figuring it out like we're not we're not out here being like we have our mental health in check now like that's not like <laughs> no. we're your mental health professional like no we're literally just being like yo and suicide I, has and, and i am a mental health ass. professional <laughs> but that's true i I am (laughs) that's true um but i can't be your mental health professional but i can be a girly who has dual identities and (laughs) um a lot of the reason why we go into the fields we go into is because we like personally identify with it in some yeah i'm a reason right and it's something we're passionate about and this is something i'm very passionate about um, is mental health awareness and um talking about mental illness mental illness and and yeah in a positive light yeah yeah you know it's it's heavy ass shit yeah but uh sometimes you gotta joke about it just get through it lap comedy is the best uh, right like the uh, best the best medicine no actually it's not sometimes like you really need serotonin oh yeah no uh, sometimes you do need serotonin also a lot of times it's just like let's brush over the trauma right (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like it's a deflecting mechanism so yes but so i guess my first question for you to kind of like dip our toes yeah um was there ever like a light bulb moment for you where you realized like maybe your brain was different than others or yeah. your emotion uh, was different than others? You know what I mean? I actually oh, burped right into the mic for you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love she you. She released the trauma on that one. Yeah, that was her body. <laughs> it was somatic. Reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like that? <laughs> that moment. Right then Depression and, there. and burps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually, oh. side note, um, gut health and mental illness actually do are coincide yeah. they are linked good point I didn't even think about <laughs> so if you're an ibs girly or you got some tummy troubles you might have depression <laughs> it might be the mental illness mate. it might be the mental illness love <laughs> and this is we're going to be joking this whole episode yeah get um, used to it i don't know and i'm gonna claim this because i am mentally ill so Same-sies. if you're offended and you're not mentally ill and I'm a mentally ill person joking about mental illness, yeah. you can stop getting offended for me. Thank you. <laughs> also, like, I don't, I feel like uh, it's, it's pretty rare and difficult to live specifically in the United States and not have a mental illness. Right. And I think think you know there's a lot to which again that's a whole other episode Mm -hmm. but like to address with the fact where it's like um 
our environment has such an impact on not only like our daily lives, but the yeah. things that we're forced to stress about where people in like other countries may not be forced to stress about that, whether it be mm-hmm. like access to healthcare or like access to food <laughs> or shelter, yeah. um, you know, basic needs. <laughs> yeah. The accessibility um, ain't there. Yeah. And so like that adds a whole stress and like a whole mental illness, like layer on top of your already existing, like mental illness right? Right. right so it's like there's right. a there's a i don't know whatever well there is like there's a, a pyramid of, of needs and yeah. your basic needs have to be met before you even address your psychological your needs. psychological yeah. needs the psychological and like your identity and things like that your yeah. ego top that's tier. at the top of the pyramid so <laughs> if you're looking like food pyramid you know the grains and things yeah. like that I mean, yeah i wish i could look up the, the name of it i know it's called like the some, something it? something triangle Why not? yeah <laughs> I just repeatedly keep hearing Kinsing and that's the gay scale. So <laughs> <laughs> the Kinsing scale is like how queer you are. That's and that's so all funny. that's like on a loop. Like Kinsing scale. <laughs> Maslow's. Mas- okay. Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy, hierarchy of needs. needs. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. That was the Google of your brain over there. <laughs> that, was, that was the two degrees and 60K of debt right there. <laughs> You're like, it came in hand. And all I could think of was gay. <laughs> all right (laughs) let's let's, Um, let's loop back from this tangent road um Um, and when were you different (laughs) i actually i remember uh Mm. the moment oh all right yeah i know our our lovely editor bobby is looking at me like this motherfucker because i keep rolling over the cable yes (laughs) shout out shout out to bobby um that's that's my partner and he's our editor and he does so much and he's also um in this deep coaster with us with the <laughs> we're, we're with these skeeters right now. <laughs> these mosquitoes with these mosquitoes um so what was that moment yeah, like for you i okay so d- guys don't judge me all right <laughs> but when i was in uh middle school i used to write these short stories which yeah. is so fucked up looking back short stories about like uh she's like, a poet like <laughs> <laughs> oh bitch i wish um no they, they were like about like uh murder and death and stuff and you know obviously like i was interested in true crime already yeah. at the time and so i think that's where a lot of that and inspiration came from yeah I wrote, but a, a lot of the people in my stories were people i knew because i was a child and i didn't really have like a lot of like <laughs> people that i met i don't know and so i just like, she was also, just writing also, fantasy fiction yeah i was like also like sometimes i fucking hated bitches all right so you know whatever um but i was also literally 12 years old <laughs> so you know i was yeah. just like that's how i was getting like my i guess feelings out or yeah. like anger angst or whatever in general and i remember like um you know my my mom found one and she was like you're fucking demented like what the fuck is this and all this stuff and i was like it was like her like she wasn't dying it was like classmates or something yeah. and like and you know whatever and also like i'm not making light of that but like, i was a weird little kid you know and i was just like yeah. i was just writing like scratch in my fucking room you know <laughs> and again i thought you know true crime was cool um which you know yeah. there's a lot of problem with edgar like, Allan poe was doing the same shit <laughs> yeah that's true uh he, he also was fucking and marrying his 13 year old cousin <laughs> yeah i'm not saying he's correct but i no, am but saying yeah i know that, prolific writer yeah, yeah prolific time, yeah. writer you know i i just couldn't think of any other like you no, know no, true oh. crime murder yeah, honestly. like author but honestly oh, uh, agatha christie there we go, there we go. agatha yes the, uh, another like spooky well, bitch well uh, well notable 
author um but besides the point but yeah like so I, I really liked crime and things like that so i was writing about that and then my, my mom had comments and then i was like oh people just don't do this this isn't normal you know what i mean and then um yeah i was about 12 when that, when that happened and i already kind of felt weird i always felt weird yeah um but i think i you know um i think actually before that uh i would say maybe i think it was like eight uh, and I was, cause how old are you in fourth grade? You were like eight, right? Maybe. I think so. Like yeah. eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I was about that age and I had a crush on a guy. Um, and I went up to him and I like hit a buzz cut and I like, like judged his hair a little bit and I just like was messing around or whatever. And then some other girl in our class was like, you're so fucking weird. No, she didn't say fuck, but we were eight. Yeah. But she was like, you're so weird, Ellen. Like what the fuck? Like essentially was the vibe. Yeah. Well, I can't not cuss apparently. Um, but that was the vibe of it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I also felt weird then. So I always kind of knew I was like a little off, like a little different. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, like, neurodivergence wise you know yeah. and then um i think like depression wise i really started to realize like that was a thing maybe when i was um i'd say probably like yeah maybe 12 i started to to feel depression which really aligned with puberty this is a really yeah uh, interesting you know spike in hormones going on so absolutely um, but how about you when was when were your moments multiple apparently <laughs> yeah no um yeah right like i, I feel like talking it, it out like remember <laughs> exactly but also i feel like it's like when you ask me right like it's whatever like i remember in that time frame just like with you like that's what your answer was today but you probably could have come up with a million different like examples of when you were weird or different totally yeah like put on the spot yeah exactly yeah. like it would be like I, that at least that's like kind of how i feel is i feel like i was always very different but i didn't feel i didn't feel like i was like different i okay i knew that i was different but i just felt like it was the people around me like hating on me yeah okay i got that, I got that. do you know what i'm saying yeah like i'm just different y'all are weird yeah like, like i was yeah, like I i'm different totally but like that. why can't you just like me like i was just like i don't understand why you gotta be rude about it yeah um you know that was part of it like i just never fit in with the people i was around like yeah. ever i felt yeah. like i was like like i felt like i was like an old soul just like trapped in this young body forever yeah. still feel that way yeah um and so like people just did not understand me like the adults loved me yeah growing up they were like yeah. we love kayla she's so smart me like she's fuck. always cool to talk to you um but the kids were like you're fucking weird <laughs> like you can't like we don't like your energy <laughs> and i'd be like well, but why like as i'm like you know drawing unicorns on everything and i'm like but why don't you like my energy like <laughs> why don't we play house and play exactly my rules you don't like that <laughs> you know exactly my rules oh that was always me as a kid i was, I was like, like you're no. not pretending correctly you know <laughs> what world are you in because i'm in xena 959 and like that's and you're not playing the house here like, <laughs> what um <laughs> And I was just like so creative, you know, and like yeah. other people just weren't doing that shit. Yeah. And I was like, you guys don't play dolls in your room for hours upon hours. I know kids stopped doing that really early. They did that really early. Actually, I have, that's a, maybe that's a good story. Like where I really found out I was different. Yeah. Um, would probably be, so like fifth grade, everyone was like a kid right like yeah. everyone dressed at limited two okay yeah. shout out bringing webkins to class yes i had webkins <laughs> like i was like such a kid club penguin right yeah, yeah yeah like that was the deal and then it was like 
everyone got the memo but me going into sixth grade that we were all supposed to be fucking teenagers now. Yeah. I did not know that. I did not get the memo. And when I thought of teenagers, I thought Hannah Montana and, and <laughs> That's So Raven yes. and like Ashley Tisdale. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, I'm going to be in my like sequin bag. And so that's exactly what I did. I got like. Just like London. I begged like. my mom for like those fucking ugly um yellow like yellow blonde highlights so i know what you're talking about yeah and they I were like bronze. yes about, yeah. i like begged for that um i got like Fucking what funny. i thought was a makeover but i was still <laughs> like i literally looked like i could have my own disney show that's really and then cute. when i got when I, it was like i was ready for sixth grade i was fucking ready i was like everyone's gonna be like who's that girl you know and i walk in Slaying. and no one is like that everyone is wearing makeup and has like real bras and you know and i should have been wearing a real bra y'all that's (laughs) that's the thing is i've always had tickle bitties but that's besides the point is like they were like sex icons and i was like huh and so it still didn't click with me i was like all right well that's what they want to do but that's not my style like (laughs) then i'll be the main character like it was still not getting to me right but people were really mean to me in middle school like yeah they started really picking on me. They really made me feel like I was different. I had no friends yeah. <laughs> at my middle school. Like they did, and I was always a little bit older than everybody. So I went through puberty faster. Oh, I had my period yeah. faster. I think about that. As I told you guys, my period was like real intense. Well, figuring that out when you're like oh, 12 and like 12. I bled through so much. So of course I was like the girl who like always like got period on the chair, oh. you know, and I couldn't help it. Like I, w- and they were like so rude with like bathroom passes and shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh my God. And, um, yeah. So that was like a big thing. And then I like started, like they started basically pointing out like the weird qualities about me. You know what I mean? That I didn't realize were weird. So nice of them. Um, and so, yeah, that was obviously like a bully moment <laughs> and it was really tough. Yeah. Dude, um, middle school's fucking rough. Like yeah. people can talk shit, whatever, but like, dude, middle school's rough. Cause you are, you're going through puberty. You're literally having your organs shed yeah. out of your pussy. And then you're like, oh, I like and boys, no one talks and about boys are bullying you. And, yeah. then, and then that, or you like girls and girls are bullying you. So everyone's just kind of an asshole yeah. and really angry and doesn't know how to handle it. And yeah, no. so that's, that's exactly it. That's, that was the synopsis right there of the experience. <laughs> And um, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And um, I definitely like started getting a lot of anxiety yeah. from that. Yeah, um, I started really, so. I started really caring about what people thought. So like my people pleasing tendencies like really became pronounced. I wanted to like bury parts of me. I would like study how like other people were doing things to like maybe try to be a little bit like them. Yeah, try to mirror them a little. Yes, and then I still like couldn't fit in. And then that's when I like dived into the emo scene. Yeah. Um, just like you did. Yeah, hell yeah. Like I loved the Weirdos. emo crowd, and I loved like Hot Topic when like all you heard was like rah, 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 like like you know blasting <laughs> like from the speakers. They did always play screamo. None of this like K-pop that's playing now. No hate, but like it was just a different. It was a different. It vibe. was a different vibe. I, I did go into Hot Topic kind of recently, and there's like a lot of shit that's pink, and I'm very very confused about it. And like it, Disney but things. Actually, I found some cute button ups. So I found yeah. one that was button up had strawberries on it, very cute, and an all black one. But whatever. But oh, cute. It's a different vibe now. Way different vibe. Yeah, it yeah. is a different vibe. That was not the vibe then. It no. was very like <laughs> Pete Wentz, and um, that was the vibe. And so that was like my people. But part of that crowd. <laughs> was a lot of like romanticizing self-harm yeah um a lot of like there's a lot of like uh, crying while singing while looking (laughs) out at the rain there's a lot of that (laughs) 
Um, but there was also like a lot of like random like bursts of neon as well um moments but yeah that was the crowd right and yeah. so that's kind of like what i leaned into and really like found my people and then eventually like i found you yeah um but the not so like cute thing is um you know i always had anxiety like it was always ramped up um but it wasn't until i was maybe 16 like i think it was the summer going into my junior year is when i started having panic attacks oh yeah 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 um and i would have like i'm not exaggerating like three panic attacks a day like minimum i was constantly having panic attacks and people didn't know it because i would have them like very secretly even my mom did not know that was like happening for the most part um but yeah there would be like times where i'd have like really severe panic attacks and ellen would be like get up (laughs) and like you know because i would sometimes like pass out from hyperventilating yeah like one time i had to put a shoe up to her nose to like wake her up yeah. Like we're all talking about smelling salts. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty bad. If you've ever seen The Sopranos, <laughs> it was similar to that where he would just like knock out. Oh, shit. It was similar to that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's when I experienced like the um, like health side, I guess. Yeah. Like you realize like societally, like a little different. No, I realized like something like scary was happening. Oh, I I understand. I understand. Like, like, like I felt like, like I was crazy. Physical implication. Yeah, okay. like I like that's when I was like, oh, I'm crazy. Oh, like that's when I started labeling myself that. Oh, I understand. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Panic attacks are no joke, bro. No, like, they're debilitating. Yeah, they're they, really debilitating. And they like really you, are. You have no control. No, None. and mine have Zilch. evolved over the years. Like it used to be like very much like a hyperventilation situation, um, and then I'd kind of like pass out, um, depending on the situation. And now, like my panic attacks are more like I disassociate into space and time, and like I cannot speak yeah. or move. Yeah, that's yeah, like, like, like paralyzing. Yeah, like yeah, I have paralyzing. Like it's. I just go very inward now. Yeah. yeah. Introspective. To a to a debilitating level though. Like not like a I'm thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. Exactly. Yeah, man. What the hell shit's rough. Like people who don't understand it think it's no big deal. They kinda think we're all exaggerating. <laughs> and they're like, Well Well the thing that kinda like gets me. And this is like kind of a spicy opinion, so I don't know how many people are going to popular opinion alert. Yeah, I don't know how many people are gonna feel about this, but I'm gonna say it because I feel like it's not talked about enough. It's like I feel like some it kind of started in like that emo crowd, but it's just continued on, and like Tumblr definitely fueled it. Is this like romanticizing mental illness? Totally. Um, especially like depression and anxiety, and it's almost like at one point in time it was really trendy to like be depressed and like totally and like self-harm and like absolutely have suicidal ation and it was almost like this really weird um competition of like who could like have like the worst life or like yeah most sadness yeah, or who, in their life who harms the uh, most often yeah, yeah exactly or there would yeah. be like tumblr posts of like a girl lighting her skin on fire or yeah. like you know yes it'd be like the gifs with that or like things like that and see that's not fucking mental illness i mean that's a part of it but when you're mentally ill like you're not like 
oh, let me get a camera out and yeah. capture Document this first. It. No, you're like trying to hide it from everyone in your life. You are. And sometimes you're doing it like kind of in a quirky way. Like for me, I didn't have access to like razors necessarily. And so I would like self-harm with a key. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I started with a, a box cutter and then I moved Ooh. to a toenail clipper. And then, um, yeah, which is just unsanitary. Oh. Yeah. And then um, I had some small, like, sewing scissors. And then from there, I went to, um, like, a, a just another box cutter. <laughs> That's yeah. where I ended on. That was a, that was a, for a while. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 So it's, like, you'll just use whatever. Like. Yeah. It's not, like. No. And then I never, like, did it on my wrists for people to, like, see. Like, I did it in my thighs and, like, stuff like that. And if yeah. I ever did it on my wrist, it was, like, more for the emo crowd like yeah like, like yeah i have cuts bro like, yeah, yeah but i remember that was like hi- we could always hide them under the rubber bracelets that yeah. were really popular at the time. <laughs> sometimes i'd be wearing like five so the like, higher the stack wrong. the more the cuts <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah and like now yeah. like as you know like moving into adulthood and like looking back and stuff like i'm like oh shit like i was wild like you know like yeah it, it feels weird because like you know parents I saw- were oblivious yeah. Uh, well, yeah. My dad saw a cut on my thumb one time and he was like, what is that? And I was like, oh no, man. And like, whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. it was me. And then I was like, oh no. And then he like, when my parents, when I came out and my mom sent me to therapy, um, my dad was like, I mean, yeah, but also she cut her thumb. <laughs> so he, was, oh, so he knew? He kind of <laughs> knew. And he was like, that's weird. Like what's happening with that? And I was like, and then that was it. <laughs> I love how you that like happened. we thought we were so sneaky. We're like, but there's also like what? Like you knew that I did that, but you're not bringing it out until like I decided to be queer, like and come out to you, and then you cared. It was an add-on. Yeah, it was it like and by the, the way, reason. she's fucked and like also cuts herself. Like, yeah, she's was, gay and cuts herself. Like what? Yeah, yeah. It was like an add-on. It was like a. By the way, I also noticed this thing. <laughs> by the way, she likes girls and she also cuts herself. Like what? Girls and box cutters. <laughs> No wonder, boxes. Wore, no wonder I worked in a warehouse. Both <laughs> <laughs> <Pulled> apply. <laughs> Come on, life in two pieces. <laughs> oh my god, it wasn't ready. Oh my god. Ready, I ready. laugh, I laugh and cry <sighs> simultaneously. Well, you know what got me into therapy? My oh. dad dying. <laughs> it's true I know, yeah. uh, my dad died i think i've mentioned that before if i didn't okay. um jump scare i think you have <laughs> okay <laughs> jump scare <laughs> that's really funny well, I, I don't know i am clearly the one this, this is the one with the daddy issues well we both do <laughs> we both I do mean, um i have i have a yeah I'm, yeah I'm a, i got a mixture actually it's a blend he's like a kind of a yeah I, that's what i'm saying yeah like i think it's like parental issues yeah parental issues you're right <laughs> i think it's just like our parents are a little funny. we just have issues <laughs> more issues in vogue uh, <laughs> um yeah i don't know i know i got into therapy because my dad um he had cancer he had cancer even before i was born um and that's that's a whole other thing for another time as well yeah. um probably also death and dying 
episode. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I can't talk. I can't have that episode without talking about that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird if you. Did, that'd be weird. Just be like totally skip over my dad dying. Like <laughs> I had a dad. He's gone. He's <laughs> what out, happened? He's I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's at sea. <laughs> We're still waiting for him to come back from that farm we sent him to. <laughs> <laughs> Fido was there too. Fido. <laughs> Uh, Damn, tangent. Dude, you've tan- been killing me the past couple episodes. <laughs> on a fucking roll. <laughs> I feel like my personality can come out um, in these episodes. I don't know. They're like yeah. allowing from uh, our personalities to come out, which was the yeah. whole point of us like restructuring. Is yeah. we felt like you guys were not getting enough of like this side of us the back and forth yes the back and forth yeah um the tangents the adhd the <laughs> woohoo Woo. um the med the mental illness, mental illness. the menti b yeah my, my favorite podcasts are when like i i feel connected to yeah. the people and as like a person like you're in the word like the a room not the word what? yeah like they're my friends you know yeah. and so that's what we're really trying to bring to this is like we want to yeah. be your friends we want to be in your car with you we're just having a yes. conversation or at your desk or yeah. you know like if you're doing dishes right now whatever but like yeah. we're just we're just your gal pals yeah, chatting about our mental illness. Our mental illness. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I was introduced to therapy there because um, shout out to the Children's Bereavement Center of South Texas. It's an incredible organization. It is, um, I believe they've expanded to three different buildings, but again, it's still South Texas, and I don't know if they've replicated this across different states. But it is a house that's gorgeous. I mean, stunning. Each room has a different um, healing element to it. So there's like a music room. There's a room. Um, where you can just hit things and smash things. There's a art room. There's a sand room with like figurines that you can like redo things. Um, there's a paint room where you can like throw paint. Um, there's like a theater room. There's just so many different rooms, and That's it's awesome. for children, but children ages like five to eighteen, like yeah, high school age. High schools are still you're still a kid. Absolutely, yeah. And they offer private therapy, but one thing they do is group therapy. So each night of the week has like a specific way that your loved one passed. Um, so of course the one that I went to was parent with a terminal illness. Yeah. So I went to there and then they divided you up in like your age range. So I was with the teens and um, I'd never done anything like that before. I'd never done therapy before. I'd never done group therapy before. Yeah. Um, it was extremely healing to like have that space. And so when awesome. we did that, like our parents actually had a group below and they would oh, serve us awesome. dinner every time mm. and it was weekly. Um, and then through that, I was really drawn to one of the um, group leaders and I asked if she did individual counseling and she did because I just loved her so much. I wanted one-on-one time with her. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I met her and, I went to counseling with her for several years. That's about us. Yeah. She she helped me a lot. I feel like, um, you know, we joke about daddy issues, but I really feel like my dad's death, I really have healed from that. Yeah. Um, grief is, you know, ever expanding and things like that. Um, but as far as, like, mental illness from that, like, I definitely have a lot of PTSD, but it's not around my dad's passing. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a part of my life that um, I just... <laughs> end up making fucked up jokes around it's actually <laughs> this is a side note um this is kind of a funny story just a little tangent of a story that ellen was present for so we went to about. yeah you you definitely do we went to um summer school during high school um one of the summers 
and they the guy who taught it was super cool super sweet guy and every cool. every day he like did um like a survey or like a question of the day or whatever yeah, it was like a question of the day yeah <laughs> and i don't know where he got them but some of them were like they're usually multiple choice and stuff yeah I'm oh there's like, a siren oh yeah we, we oh, there was a hospital siren. yeah but i was like i was letting the people know what they oh, heard siren um <laughs> siren the sound of the police anyway um so <laughs> so he put on there it was like uh you know since it was summer it was like about to be father's day or something oh yeah <laughs> and he put on the board he's like what's the number one thing that people buy their dads for father's day and me and another one of our uh friends at the time who is no longer a friend what we were me and her were like oh it's this it's that it's this it's that it keep in mind <laughs> um anyway we were not qualified to answer this question so he was like no that's not it no that's not it and then finally we both <laughs> we both looked at each other and i was like fuck if i know i don't have a dad anymore <laughs> and it was like kayla you can't be saying that shit i was like i know it's like yes i can yes i can it's my dad there's like, very few life. what are you talking about there's very few perks to having a dead parent <laughs> <laughs> The first is that you automatically qualify to be a Disney princess. <laughs> and the second is I can make whatever the fuck jokes I want. Yeah, dude, literally. Because <laughs> I'm not joking, I'm crying. <laughs> you gotta fucking choose. You want a hot mess or you want this? You turn into my therapist? I don't think so. So you're my com- comedy stand-up audience. <laughs> Deal with my shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That was exactly what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. I knew you would know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun uh, that was a fun summer school, actually. That was a really fun summer it school. It was. And I'm so glad we did that because everyone that took the classes that we took over the summer I know were I, like so stressed. I know because they had uh I'm not gonna say her name, but they had <sighs> a mess no, of no. a teacher just to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do. She had a vengeance towards me. <laughs> she did. She hated you. Yes. This one time she was like, Kayla, where's your book? You were supposed to turn it in. She like ran up to us in the hallway and she was like, you never turned in your book, Kayla. And I was like, and check your desk. Yeah. And she was like, I literally put it there yesterday. What are you talking about? And then like respectfully, she didn't say it like that. She, yes. was, like, she was like, oh, I put it on your desk. You know, like as a, you know, talking to your teacher and she was a bitch. Anyways, you're not trying to piss her off. Right. Yes. And like. Dude, and she was like, well, I didn't see it there. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, I put it there. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And she find, she went back and she's like, oh, yeah, it was there. <laughs> but it was so <laughs> and I did not do anything wrong. She was mad from the get-go. Like, I mean, and that's not, that was the last incident I think we had with her. Like, that was the little cherry on top. Cause that yeah, because she told me, year. she was like, you won't be able to graduate if I don't get this book back. <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, my God. And I was I like, forgot. bitch, I put it on your desk, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> She didn't like me because I like to make jokes in class, and she didn't like that. <laughs> she did not like that. She couldn't handle the. She couldn't we handle were in the, European her, history. Like I could not keep my mouth shut. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of make jokes about there. But then, here we go. That's a prime example of how you knew you were neurodiverse. Like I was in all the GT classes or whatever, the AP classes, and everybody else would be definitely the same personality type. Yeah, and they were all like very good students and like very quiet for the most part and like definitely like kissed up to the teachers and things like that which like 
no hate, but that's they were all pretty similar in that yeah. regard. I 100%. was none of those things. I was a good student. <laughs> yeah, you were a good student. <laughs> and I was intelligent. But no, like I would always be like, dang, that's a lot of dicks in this book. <laughs> Yeah, you and one of our other friends at the time, I remember, would always get in trouble in her class. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were just always, like, cracking jokes and shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, we're like, or I'd be like, dang, the French really did that shit? And she'd be like, Kayla. <laughs> Stop. And I'm like, this shit's Stop boring. It. I need to put some spice to my history book. Because I won't remember all 80,000 wars if I'm not, like, they were fighting over the same bitch, you know? <laughs> They did not like that. Yeah, I like would slow clap my professors sometimes. I don't know. I got away with too much. I think yeah, that's probably because you were a good student though. They were just like, God damn it! (laughs) I know, but that was that was probably some of the neurodiversity. Oh yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. No, I feel that. You tell me. I had no filter. Yeah, dude. I used to like draw on my arms and like everyone be like, Ellen, take that shit off. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would literally just redraw it. Like, that's weird. You know what I mean? Like, why couldn't I just control myself and not draw on my skin during school? Like, couldn't I do it after school? You would also like eat in class. I always had a meal. And, <laughs> and it I was not like lunch. a snack. It no, was like. Like, I would bring like leftover Chinese food. Like, I would bring a lunch and then I would like buy a lunch and then I would and eat she would the eat lunch. It. <laughs> That I brought in class. <laughs> Mr. Well, okay, I don't know if we can. The, the teacher. Yeah, our, one of our teachers. He came, he would always come up to me and like take a bite of my food. Like, he was like, that's your that tax was the rule. for eating yeah. in class. He was like, you can I eat my care. class, but I'm going to, I'm going to take some food away. I mean, that's pretty fair. Yeah, it was fair. No, he, he was a chill teacher too. If he was an you, had to, you had to pay the, the, the troll toll. toll. The troll toll. <laughs> oh would, my gosh. You'd actually like that joke. Well, um, um, but yeah. Well, I don't know about you but i guess i'll kind of say like how i'll, I'll kind of touch on like how people treated me with yeah. my mental health or like one thing is like kind of took a turn i guess so my first boyfriend oh, um he was with me when i was like having these panic attack moments and i would also have like just emotional snapping points where like maybe we were having a fight and uh he's not a victim okay we're gonna first and foremost say that but i did do a lot of things that like were definitely my mental illness like just causing fights to be like way escalated that didn't need to happen or like purposely pick fights because i was like that's how you'll if you fight for me you love me you know just like really like toxic things that were my brain telling me like you gotta do that or else you know you won't have that person and so my ex would literally tell me all the time he's like you are crazy and like no one's gonna love you like you are fucking crazy and i thought i was fucking crazy too yeah and so he was you know and and i'm using that word but i'm gonna say like i do not believe in that word yeah i know but that's the only word i can say because that was like the word that fit my experience and that was the word that was being used at me yeah well it's how you identified at the time right but anyone with like mental illness i do not call crazy like i don't think that's um valid or or appropriate to say so um you know so he but he but he did he told me that i was crazy like that that was exactly what he used and he was like no one's gonna love you like no one's going to want to be around you and eventually I got out of that relationship, but like that mantra, like it seeped into me and yeah. my mom, you know, fed into it because I would have those erratic mood swings 
or I wouldn't be able to regulate myself. And when I was home, I couldn't keep my mask on any longer. And so I would cry a lot. I'd have big outbursts a lot. Like things felt very heavy and intense a lot for me. And I would just be told like, what's wrong with you? Like, why can't you control your emotions? Like, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? I have like thickened skin in my cheeks because I would just like bite my cheeks so hard to like not say things sometimes you know or like I literally would have to stop myself from saying like horrifically mean things to like my mom um when she would push me you know and like things like that like I could could, could not control myself in those moments and it was really scary I remember I would feel like some like uh, a different part of me was taking control and I was like watching that part of me like act that way yeah I did not feel in control of my life at all and I hated it yeah and I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to hurt people I loved. But it just wouldn't stop. Yeah. I just remember it was always happening. And I felt so much shame around it. Like, I didn't even openly talk to my counselor about that. Yeah. There's a lot of shame around, like, mental health. It's, it's like, posed as a personal failure almost. Yes. Where it's, like, just, like, a lot of things, especially here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of things that are, like, put, like, individual responsibility is put on something that should like you should have just you know been able to access somebody who wasn't judging you you know, yeah. you know what i mean and then been like hey like you know maybe you need this medication or something you know like yeah. so just like have a society that's like accepting of that and like understanding of that and like knowledgeable yeah. about that right and the craziest instead, part you is, got is a lot of pushback from yeah. the people that were closest to you exactly and the craziest part is my mom is a mental health counselor mm-hmm. as well um but i was presenting in an abnormal way like I was presenting accurately for my diseases that I have um but again you know we've talked about it briefly is like when these theories and like the observations were made for mental health issues like they were these research was done on like white men and white men present very differently out in the world um like For instance, there was a high number of black men being um, institutionalized for schizophrenia Mm. and being treated for schizophrenia, which schizophrenia treatment, um, especially back in those days, was very intense, um, very cruel in a lot of ways. And so they were like giving them lobotomies and like things like that and like giving them very strong like lithium based medications, like things like that. And it turns out they did not have schizophrenia. They had bipolar. Mm-hmm. But because schizophrenia um, in white men presents equal or similar to how bipolar manifests in black men, mm. you know, the doctors didn't catch it. Yeah. You know, but if you peel it back, there's other layers to these like mental health issues that might not meet the standard. So unless you have a physician out there that like truly understands that like nothing's black and white, which yeah, that's really difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and then it's on you to know these things when you yourself don't even know these things. Like yeah. it's, it's very easy to be in this spiral. And most people don't even go to like a psychiatrist. Like they go no. to their primary care. Yeah. And the primary care is just going to give you the same thing that they slap on everybody for depression or anxiety. You know, they're not going to know your own yeah, neuro makeup. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So that was like kind of how people treated me. Um, 
with mental health like do you have any experience that you think of that kind of stand out to you i mean of course your mom and the letters oh yeah yeah you know or those stories um, definitely that just a lot of you know my my uncle committed suicide um so i think my my dad was always like really worried that i was going to commit suicide which like you know i I did attempt at one point in time um and uh which so so random side note uh we we need to do a a jail slash prison yes yeah we do um, also yeah because i was uh i was arrested for possession of marijuana back in i believe 2017 um, and it took me two fucking years to get a court date let me put it that way (laughs) it took a long time to get that resolved um but i was not just held one night i was held all weekend because i was arrested on a friday and i was kept until monday because they do a questionnaire and i honestly admitted that i had previously tried to uh to attempt suicide so they had to put me on suicide watch so my lights were always on and every 30 minutes a alarm went off that was attached to my door and someone had to come check to make sure i was alive yeah so um yeah mental health is like not taken (laughs) the way and i will say i had not had suicidal thoughts for a while at that point um but you probably did in that room i thought about killing myself every minute in that fucking room let me put it that way um so anyways and and they're like oh i wasn't able to wear my normal clothes they put me in this like really rough material whatever like the skin when i say rough material i mean like the skin on my shoulders rubbed off like you know so um (laughs) that's besides the way um oh yeah the reason i was kept over the weekend was because the nurse wasn't there so the nurse has to sign you out so like if that happens on like a weekday and the nurse is there they'll just probably keep you overnight to, for her to sign you out in the morning or them to sign you out in the morning right. but that's what happened and Anyways. you were in a small town yeah it was in a small town yes yeah uh, which that that probably was also yeah, an element to it yeah which is probably why they only had like one nurse one to nurse. like yeah. check you out and to- things totally but still like the way you were treated and that's kind of why i did but that like disclaimer like, yeah you know whenever i said like the 988 number because like yeah you can be committed that's what i'm saying yeah like so you know and it is pretty are, violent i'm not gonna lie um i know you had mentioned your suicide attempt no yeah um yeah no but i was just uh tying all that all that back to like yeah. you know even if you didn't die and then you're just honest about yeah I, you know i did but i no longer feel that way right like it could be some something that you don't expect comes up out of nowhere where like society is like not framed to um maybe like understand or facilitate these these situations correctly um or with humanity right yeah absolutely um so there's that anyways um but yeah so uh yeah i attempted suicide um once uh you know didn't didn't work I'm happy it didn't work. <laughs> I love being alive, you know. Yeah. Um. Do we need more? Do we need more bug spray? Um. They're kind of around here, but they don't seem to be okay. Yeah. Coming no, a fly at us. Okay, but us. Um. um okay. Yeah. Um. So I was just checking in on you. Um. Yeah. So you know that that happened. Uh, I'm I'm really glad it di- it didn't work. Um. So if you know you have suicidal ideations, like, you know, it's not. Um. I don't want to say it's, like, going to get better. I know it sounds really cheesy and, like, really, like, that, what was that, like, 2013 project where everybody was like, it gets better. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, that's not what I'm trying to say, but, like. You deserve better is actually, like, you, I think yeah, the best. You deserve better. Because I also try to um, commit suicide. Um, for me, I the whole reason it didn't work out is my mom caught me, and it's kind of crazy that she caught me because she wasn't like supposed to have 
out of the house at that time. And I got very lucky because my mom is a mental health professional. Like she does, she did know that our current way that we handle people who are suicidal is horrific. We just basically make them feel like animals (laughs) and then like give them meds. And then like when they're numbed out, they're like, okay, bye. Um, go back out there, which is important because it helps you stay alive in that moment. And like, if you have a, a good place that they send you to, like it can help straighten out some of like the chemical imbalances you may be feeling and facing. Um, but it's also like a very unneeded traumatic experience most of the time. And thankfully my mom basically was like, Hey, um, I'm going to keep you under 72 hour watch, like here at the house. And then you have to go to this psychiatrist that I know. And that's so that's awesome. exactly what we did. And like, that's something I'm really grateful for. And I definitely have privilege to have had that experience um but yeah my mom had to like take knives out of the house and like things like that for that 72 hours because I was like I really wanted it to happen where I was continuing to try to do it while she was in front of me I mean I was not in the correct frame of mind at all um you know and I've tried multiple times I've tried after that I ended up taking an entire um bottle of Ativan about a year and a half ago thankfully nothing happened out of that but um that did happen as well so this is something that like unfortunately is a reoccurring um battle that I face yeah. is when I'm in my depressive episodes I can go really dark yeah um or I guess it's been longer than a year and a half it's been two and a half years since the out of an incident yeah. which is good to, really good but a lot of that too is like you know, if you're in an environment where the people around you don't acknowledge your mental illness as a real illness that you cannot control or that you will have moments where you're down yeah, or up or whatever, if you don't have someone that like really knows that about you and it's a support system for you, it is extremely isolating Yeah, and you can feel very worthless because there's a lot of society that tells you you're worthless. Yeah, totally. You know, or that, oh, why don't you just, like, be happy? Yeah. Or why don't you just, you like, get selfish. over it? Yeah. And it's like, dude, I wish. Like, you think I want to just stare at this wall for fucking three days and, like, not shower or brush my teeth? And, like, you know, and I have people being like, you have a kid. Like, get up. Like, you should live for your kid. You should do this. You should do that. Like, you don't, you have a job. None of that fucking matters to you in that moment. Yeah. It's like it doesn't fix my chemical imbalance. No. Like, past trauma. <laughs> exactly. It's like, um that's fine and dandy but like right now i'm literally uh on autopilot disassociating right now and my feelings in my body are not one yeah um you know and a big saving grace for me is that i found a counselor that i vetted um you know and i highly encourage everyone to do that psychology today has a portal where you can actually search for counselors in your area awesome and they put like tags and their mission on their bio so like you can click on them and i highly like i highly encourage you guys if when you do this which i hope you guys will do this um if you have insurance there's options there's even places like better help and other places that of course you know they're not perfect but it's a way where you can get like counseling and there could be free options near you um it just might be with a counseling student and not someone that's like licensed but that's still better than nothing 
um just to have someone you can talk to and trust but therapist and training yes but when you do go through psychology today they kind of give you like almost like a dating profile i guess is like the best way to put it and it'll tell you like their um their therapy type it'll tell you um what populations they serve what education they have and so my counselor you know i really really vetted her because i've had some pretty bad ones in the past that did more damage than good yeah and um i'm so glad i did that because i've been seeing her for those two two and a half years yeah and i have never lived more an authentic life good and i drew a partner who knows my mental health issues and never lets me stay in that dark hole for longer he's able to get me out of there yeah and i've never had that before either so those two things are really why like i'm here and then medication (laughs) my girl lexapro (laughs) (laughs) you know she comes in clutch for me too yeah yeah no i I definitely feel that you gotta you gotta find like what your your balance is that works for you because you know like you know one medication they prescribe might not be the best so you know if you have negative reactions like tell your doctors you know yes and then like switch it up you know so if you know that's that's an issue always communicate always be open about it you know like if if you prefer like maybe just self-regulating things like if that's an option for whatever you know because like i know it's not always an option but like if that's yeah, an for me for, it's not an option no 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 i know what i'm saying like you know if that's like what you enjoy do that if it's not then don't you know <laughs> you know so it's yeah. like you know you at the end of the day like yeah you gotta vet your fucking therapist you gotta know your own body like you gotta be really like try to try to kind of be in touch with with what's going on you know like like you said you f- you found her because you've like vetted her and like you knew what you needed right from a from a counselor yeah you know, like have a, have a list of questions you know and if counseling isn't an option like if for some reason you don't qualify for the free stuff and you don't have insurance or whatever you know like um maybe invest in something like a support other, group there's free support yeah, groups all yeah. over the place yeah from like community centers and stuff yes yeah, and like even in our show notes i can include some, some like free online group options yeah that'd be dope yeah um you know group therapy is a really good way to introduce yourself to a therapy setting that's what happened to me um because you can take the backseat you know you don't have to share every time and sometimes it's nice especially us with mental health issues real true mental health issues if you hear people just say like yeah dude like i have panic attacks and i pass out or like i have tried to kill myself or i I do have self-harm scars like things like that hearing other people say those you know in that moment you guys all have like the same energy and you understand each other's stories yeah and in that moment like you have that support absolutely yeah i i think it's really important and just like you know what we're doing with this podcast like not to say like this is equitable to group therapy but in a way right where it's like you know we're telling you these very like vulnerable personal things like yeah yeah like i have gaping wounds and not wounds but like scars on my thighs and like for a long time that was a huge insecurity you know and like now i'm like it's the geography of my body <laughs> like Ooh, I like that like it, it's where i've been and it's where i'm going who cares you know like i um, love that i really love that it's the geography of your body it's where i've been and where i'm going yeah. i really love that thanks yeah i don't know it's just that's kind of how i feel about it now because like you know i used to be 
like oh i have to cover up like especially at the beach for example right like yeah. i'd i'd wear shorts and and like a kind of like a, a sports bra type thing and and now because like that's not it's not what i was comfortable in it was just like what was like covering things and yeah. you know now like i'm like fuck that and <laughs> so like you know I'm, I'm in a bikini a lot so it's like i'm way more comfortable i get to enjoy my experience because i'm not like like really uncomfortable in the clothing i'm in you know what i mean and it's just like it's nice to accept parts of you you know um so it's like if you have mental illness like don't think of it as something that is like hindering you or stopping you like it, it might be in certain aspects right yeah. and like access help when and where and whenever you feel like it or need it or yeah. at that point in your life but like you know it's what makes us us you know and yeah you know for me you know i have i have adhd i was recently diagnosed with it and it makes a lot of fucking sense on a lot of levels and like now you know like I, at first i kind of felt like fuck like that well that's what's wrong with me you know like that's kind of like explains like what's been wrong with me and now it's like okay this is how my brain works yeah how do i structure my life around how my brain works and if that looks like having a counselor and taking medication then it looks like that right and if it's like uh, I know I'm going to do it last minute. So I'm planning to do it last minute. Like if it looks like that, then it's that. Right. Yeah. But it's like learning who you are, learning what you have and like learning how to like live with that and like live like uh, a workable life, like a sustainable life for you. You know, I don't know. No, no, um, that's so true. And it, and it is life changing. Like you said, like it is life changing. It's life changing when you kind of just like make your situation a neutral, like you make it, it is what it is. Yeah. It's just like, like, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing yeah. um, at first. And then when you do that neutrality to it, you can just be like, okay, this is how it is. How do I help myself yeah. where I can have the best life possible while also knowing that this is just straight facts about myself. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a exactly. fact about me. Like my yep. depression is not going to go away. Yep. My anxiety is not, not going to go away. away. And how can I be like at least the most baseline Kayla that I can be or Present baseline person that I can be. Yeah. And for me, it's taking medications, having counseling, yeah. having a very solid and honest support system where the yeah. people around me really know me and they know me to the fact where i can be like if i you know and this is good for you guys too if you have someone at least one person that you trust if you do decide to be taking medication or is that route that um you go down have someone really know your baseline so that way if something's odd you can be like hey you know i did kind of notice this is kind of been a little bit of a change in you yeah. since you've been taking this medication because adding new medications to your life does you know pose some additional um things that you do have to put you know an yeah. eye out for and Good that point. can change your personality and like can make you more depressed or anxious yeah. it can also be a lifesaver like i said mine has been a lifesaver i mean yeah. i cannot function the way that i function without it Absolutely. you know it's it's a key it's a key ingredient yeah. <laughs> to the puzzle 100 um but i think another thing that i do want to touch on as well uh kind of bringing it back uh, not everybody is a safe person to disclose your mental health issues to. Nope. And a lot of people are in your life might try to present themselves as a safe person to tell those issues to, yeah. and then they weaponize it to you. Absolutely. Um, so I also do want to say like, that is real. I was dating someone, um, pretty casually, but we were starting to like kind of go towards, you know, possibly being more, and I remember he had like said to me, um, 
I, you know, do you, is there anything like you struggle with in life? Or like, we were just talking and he had talked about like his depression a little bit. And I was like, Oh, I totally understand. And at the time, like I hadn't really realized like the, um, the beauty of boundaries. Right. And like, yeah, and vetting that. if mm-hmm. people are safe yeah. for you to mm-hmm. tell things to. Yeah. Not everybody needs to know everything. No. And not everybody I've, needs to tra- have a trauma learned. dump. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. everybody needs to know your entire everything. I think that's also like neurodivergence. Like you're it just is. like, I will tell you anything about myself because it's just a fact. Like you said, like yeah. this is a fact about me. Like, I don't know what you want. Like, uh, like this. Well, is- and he asked me a question, right? And I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, you have depression. You get it. Yeah. Was what I was thinking. No. Um, the answer is no plot twist. So he ended up like asking me to basically describe my suicide attempt. And so I did. That's very, and it was very triggering to me like to do that. So, and it was over the phone. We were talking on the phone. And so I basically, at the end of it, I felt very raw for like revealing that. And I was like, can you please like come over here and spend time with me? Cause I was at my house by myself and like my daughter was young, like a newborn ish Mm -hmm. at that time. So she was like asleep in her crib and I just felt very like vulnerable. You know, I just really like gone into detail about that time mm. and uh, yeah and he was like no i'm not gonna be your suicide watch and like all this and like turned oh, it against me shit. and um you know i've had workplaces that i have not disclosed that i have depression and anxiety but i've had other people and mm. i've heard those conversations be had where it's like oh so and so is just like always a mess or mm-hmm. like this that and the other yeah, i've heard stuff like that too and it's like no man they got like mental health issues and like how about instead of judging them like we'd be like hey so and so like i've noticed that times have been really hard you know i i I go through some difficulties too like try to be a safe place for them but know that not everybody is a safe place and i think um like i said the the beauty of boundaries is is a nice lesson absolutely boundaries are another life-changing thing yeah it is and you deserve it boundaries boundaries are honestly one of the best things you could ever fucking do for yourself for your mental health like i ever since i've been very strict with my boundaries with um a few specific people you know like family wise or whatever in my life um and others you know just like take not taking anyone's shit anymore with a lot of stuff um and having boundaries with my job you know or or like you know any work any work type things um you know you know having and boundaries and everywhere and like even boundaries where i'm like i have scheduled self-care time like you know just to like i need time alone or i need time to do whatever like you you need that because yes. otherwise like who's taking care of you because you know like you know if, if everybody's taken from your cup and you're not refilling it yep. and you or you don't have like a fence to be like all right that's enough <laughs> yeah you know like you're gonna be empty um, yes i i love uh, that like scheduling your self-care time like for me, I got into very like um, I got into dancing and like very yeah. intentional movement has been very nice. Where yeah. I'm like, okay, this day of the week is gonna be my day that I dance, and like yeah. nothing is gonna go into that. Um, scheduling that self care moment is just like so important. Yeah. Self care is not taking a shower and like taking a bath and like things like that. Like that is called no. hygiene, guys. Those are <laughs> that's called maintaining your hygiene and maintaining <laughs> your life i'm gonna say that right here right now brushing your teeth combing your hair getting ready i know taking yeah. a shower those are not self-care i know yeah that's they, called hygiene 
I'll give you I'll give you a bath if you're like you're you're actually relaxing in the bath. You're not just scrubbing your fucking pussy and, and pits, you know? Like Yeah, like if you're like watching a movie, like yeah, soaking, book, yeah. having like a a bath bomb moment. Yeah, even eating. I'll give you eating. I've done that. That's really and even nice. that's like bordering on a, it's a self care, but it's Yeah. I don't feel yeah. clean after a bath. No. <laughs> no, you, no, it's not really a hygiene. Gross. It's not necessarily a hygiene thing. But that's kind of like but a like, that's a low level self care yeah. activity. That should be regular activity, yes. not not like like a monumental activity. Right. It's not yeah. like this isn't a scene from like early two thousands where they're gonna show you like lighting the candles and like dipping you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not there's nothing wrong with that. But no. I'm just saying like self care can look yeah. different. Yeah. It can look like very different. It can look like taking up space. It can look yeah. like setting boundaries. Yeah, it can look like going to the doctor's appointment you've been putting off. You know, like that yes. could be self care. It may not feel like self care, but like you know, getting the answers that you self care is not always fun. No, yeah. Sometimes like, self care is a huge choice. Yeah, and sometimes it's a chore because yeah. like what what is self care? Right, it's not just relaxing; it's caring for yourself. Yeah, it's maintaining means, your home and maybe yes. maintaining a clean space is oh self care. That is my biggest. I cannot. I have the biggest anxiety yeah. when and like just my brain feels like a cloud. You know, like if my my house is like. Uh, even cluttered you know like i'll have to be like <sighs> and then yes. like i frenzy clean so girlies if you have a depression nest <laughs> i just i just looked into the camera yeah, like i was I jim yes. from the office but <laughs> for real if you have a depression nest i just clean mine so that's why i'm saying it uh start this episode over again and get a trash bag and while yes. you're listening to us just throw away the trash we're not telling you organize your house because that's a lot that's a lot organizing no, your yeah, space that's a lot throw away the trash but throw away the trash you see the yeah. trash let's put away the eight water bottles yeah let's throw those away water, yeah um plates of food take them out how long Bags has it been since chips. you showered yeah has it been a bit go yeah. take a shower go scrub go really scrub really scrub, scrub. uh if you have you'll feel like a new person after i promise there's like i'm not sponsored but uh tree hut has like exfoliants that are like really inexpensive Ooh, yeah, i do like those at actually. target and mm -hmm. stuff they smell really good grab one of those yeah, you like need cool an exfoliator books. they're really good yeah if you haven't showered you got a depression nest you need an exfoliator yeah yes exfoliate the Get some Cetaphil. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yum. Yeah, I love Get Cetaphil. Get something nice uh, that doesn't Cetaphil fuck up your pH balance. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you got to re-regulate. Yeah. 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 Uh, if, if you have a little cash to spend, get yourself a nice water bottle. Get, get a little Ooh, emotional water support bottle. A water bottle. <laughs> um, keep up with your hydration. That is not self-care. Also, that is just called yeah. maintaining, maintaining humanness. Um, humanness. <laughs> that's called ma are, making sure you're alive. How are, I know. How are people alive? They're like, I hate water. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But if you're one of them, also liquid IV. <laughs> yes. I love I'm like, IV, please actually. sponsor me all these people. Because uh, if so you don't know what liquid so IV is, it, it triples your water intake. And it's really, it's actually very tasty. And it doesn't have all the extra stuff that like Gatorades and stuff have. But, yeah. it, no but it does a, a better yeah, no dyes. Yeah. Um, I work with people who have dementia and Alzheimer's, and so they don't like to drink water. So I always suggest, you know, something like that. And yeah. it comes in a powder form, just like a Crystal Light or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it tastes pretty decent. They're good. They're pretty good. They're really good. I actually, I crave the strawberry one. Yeah, the, they're really good. Really good, yeah. If you want that. I like plain water as well, but like... Oh, yeah. But, but if you need something that you're like, I'm not a water girly, I but I... 
obviously you need to stay hydrated because like yeah. we all are water people because yeah. you need it yeah <laughs> or or it's just like hard for you because of your schedule or whatever yeah. to get enough water intake it's a great option yes yeah take care of yourself y'all yeah you create a routine you, you got a little bit of homework you just <laughs> you know clean up your depression den damn you didn't think you were coming in with assignments <laughs> no but you are you need to love yourself damn it you know the assignment is self self real self-care <laughs> real self-care we love you guys so much stay queer stay mentally ill <laughs> stay cute stay goofy stay gay we love you oh i love that yes bye bitches, bye, bitches. As always, guys, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating wherever you're listening to this. We are on so many platforms. Rate us on multiple if you, if you would like. Uh, this helps us get recommended to others, so help us find some goofy cuties out there. Um, and as always, give us a follow on Instagram at kikioclock.pod. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>